0: Steve Wood, can you please give me a sense of what the the digital catapult is doing with Hack
1: and Pitch? What are you trying to achieve? The main objective of Hack and Pitch is to show to small innovative startup companies in the digital sector what a massive opportunity working with manufacturing actually is. And and we want to bring them together and show them the types of challenge that they could help unlock in partnership with major uh, industrial groups.
0: What are you adding to the equation that sort of standard venture capitalists and private equity companies aren't already doing?
1: Well, we're putting them directly into contact with, with large companies that, that would be you know, potentially their future clients.
0: Very unlikely probably to get into the door without your assistance.
1: It's, it's, not really, it's not through our assistance so much as we, we, we create the doorway for them and then it's up to them uh, to go through it. So it's a showcase activity, it's a little bit of theatre uh, but it's got a very serious aspect to it and the serious aspect to it is the scale of the challenges that the corporates uh, want, want to progress.
0: Well, we've got the guys with us from the the companies who set the challenges, but let's just pursue this concept of hack and pitch a bit more. Yep. What actually happens? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm slightly sceptical about the word hack. It sounds like you just threw it in there to make it sound groovy.
1: We we did a little bit, and we and we, are, we are looking to find a better phrase. Uh, and, and hack's not necessarily the right approach anyway. But but the the idea behind it is that the. Um, The innovators get to see the challenges uh, in outline form before the event, decide if they're suitable uh, and have the right skills and backgrounds to to, to add value. When they come to the event, they then have an opportunity to do what we call a deep dive. So they they get to question the challenge owners in some depth and they get to understand exactly what they require and exactly uh, what the challenge is all about. And then they've got a decision to make. Do they want to pitch for this one? Do they want to pitch for the other one? Uh, And they've got a little bit of time then to prepare look at what they can deliver uh, and, and what the client actually wants, and then they prepare an outline pitch. They've got roughly 24 hours to do that.
0: So that's very different, actually. So there was me positing the concept of the VC and all of that. But this, you're actually, they actually are finding the, the, the customers saying, this is what I want. Can you guys deliver?
1: Yes, it's, it's open innovation. It's, it's bringing ideas together and bringing ideas to life. Uh, and the outcomes will be uh, surprising. Um, and they will unlock hitherto unsuspected benefits uh, from this approach. Is this the first one you've you've run? No, we did one um, in uh, April 2017 at the um, Industry 4.0 Summit in Manchester and it was tremendously successful in terms of uh, some of the um, solutions that were uh, put forward.
0: Well, when you say that, does that mean somebody got some business?
1: That means somebody, uh, at least two companies, have done extremely well out of it. Um, the, the real value here was putting these two companies together in, in partnership. They would never have thought to work together, and, and before, prior to the hack and pitch, the, the, the client would never have thought of, of, of asking them to put together. But their pitches interlock so well that the best solution was for both of them to go forward.
0: Now, th- this is, it sounds like a great initiative. I'm going to be slightly um, uh, controversial now by saying that it, it seems like another good initiative that's part of a, a whole you know, gamut of great initiatives running right across the, the, the whole system of government support and collaboration, KTNs, catapults, you name it. But as the Industrial digitalization Review made clear, it seems sometimes that these things aren't terribly well-coordinated. Can Hack and Pitch fit into a, a, a more coordinated, cohesive form of support for SMEs?
1: Yes, because it's part of an open innovation programme. So, how can Pitch, as I said, it's just one example, uh, and, it's, and it's quite a, a showy, short-term example. But it's, it's really there to promote to the attendees at the conference just how good some of these SMEs are, uh, and just how quickly they can think, uh, and how novel the solutions that they can provide actually you know, change the balance uh, within industry.
0: So if I said it was uh, revealing the scale of talent out there that was hitherto unknown and also encouraging more people out there who may not see an opportunity for the future to give them encouragement to come forward as well?
1: Yes, because the, the, if, if Industry 4.0 is going to succeed in this country, we need a lot more of these talented SMEs to take note of the manufacturing sector uh, and to get involved with, uh, with some of these challenges.
0: Now let's turn to the companies who set these challenges. Um, perhaps I can talk to Steve Bledhill of uh, BOC First. Steve, welcome. What is it that you were challenging these SME uh, digital entrepreneurs to get propose for you?
2: Okay, so um, so our challenge, BOC is is part of the Linda Group, which is a global industrial gases company. So, the way we manufacture gases involves uh, lots of rotating equipment to compress the gases, expand the gases. And we have a range of equipment that um, uh, is of various ages, from the 1960s right through to the, to the current, current day. And as you can imagine, the technology in the last 50 years has changed considerably. So, the challenge that we've presented to the innovators today is, particularly with some of our old equipment, is to use the modern technology, uh, the development in low-cost sensors, the development of, um, of networks, um, the Internet of Things to, to, to capture that data off the machinery that we are operating to help us to to operate the machinery more reliably and efficient, efficiently and also to help us with our maintenance programs about predicting failures of machinery which for some of our customers could could have very significant um, impacts because a lot of our plants are feeding uh, large integrated steelworks refineries petrochemical plants and if they don't have industrial gases then they're not able to to function so it's very important to our customers that we are able to operate reliably and be able to predict the reliability of our equipment but why, so why can't you work
0: this out for yourselves why do you have to go to a you know a, an event like this to source this kind of talent?
2: Well, there are solutions out there, but what we're, what we're trying to do here is to embrace digital technology particularly, which has got some very clear advantages in terms of uh, low-cost solutions that we can implement, particularly, as I said, on these this older equipment. If we were to to instrument these, these compressors, expanders, in a traditional, conventional way, then it could cost us many, many thousands of pounds. Um, tens of thousands of pounds. But if we're able to use um, low-cost sensors and and use networks, Wi-Fi networks and Internet of uh, of Things networks, the cloud, for example, we're able to do that at a much lower cost. And that enables us to implement across a much wider range of equipment that we have across our business.
0: Are you optimistic you're going to get the solution that you need? Yeah,
2: I think uh, from what I've seen today, the technology is already out there. It's finding the right solution for our application, uh, and partnering with the right right innovators to help us to to deliver those solutions. So I've every confidence that we can do this. As I say, I've been overwhelmed with the the availability of technology. Uh, there is definitely no technological uh, reason why this couldn't happen. It's as I say, finding the right partner to. Uh, Right innovator to, par- to partner with and to, to, to do some trials and, and implement, and then we all develop the idea. As I say, it's got global global coverage because this issue is a global issue for us uh, in the process industry generally. It's, it's an issue not just in the industrial gases uh, sector. So, yeah, it's a very exciting opportunity. For and could be, the, for yeah, it could be a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: Steve, thank you very much indeed for that. Good luck at BOC with, uh, with the challenge. Thank you very like- much. Can we move it round to Ed Brining, please, from RS Components. Ed, what was the challenge that, that you're, you're setting for the, the, the,
3: the, the pictures? So the challenge that we've set up for the pictures um, is based on a requirement that we have. We're a distributor of electronic and industrial components. Uh, we're active in 80 countries across the world. 80 countries provide lots and lots and lots of different languages somebody's looking for a particular product, um, they have to go through a certain search feature through a website. If there was a way of capturing an image and being able to recognize from the image through an application what that product was, um, it would make the whole search facility within an industrial distributor a lot, lot easier for the customer. I'm surprised you
0: hadn't come up with that yourselves.
3: We've experimented, but we are a large organization. Uh, we're a distributor, so we don't manufacture anything. So our R&D budget is relatively small. Um, so, yes, we've experimented, but we're looking for someone that knows what they're doing with this particular technology and has experience of working with image recognition to produce, hopefully, a solution that will be right for us. I'm, I'm, uh,
0: this is not meant to sound skeptical or in any way cynical, but. I'm imagining that RS, as well as BOC, see virtue in, in doing something that makes you, you know, you're being seen to, you know, to help smaller companies get along. That's a, that's a virtuous thing, and
3: it's nice it's, to be seen to be doing it. Absolutely. Uh, it's a benefit to us. It, it makes us seen um, perhaps not as a company that's 80 years old. Perhaps it means that we're a company that might be doing innovative things, which is what we want to do. But we're a large organisation, so trying to do lots and lots of different things to scale is very difficult for us to do.
0: Well, I do hope you get that challenge you know, sorted in the best possible way. Thank you. Let's turn now to Daniel Watson of Thales. Now, Daniel,
4: what's the challenge you set the pitches. Uh It's another data challenge, actually. Um, we are designing um, lots of assets to go onto London Underground's Railway currently we um we we place these assets in a, in a traditional measuring technique which requires a lot of manual and uh, intensive measuring techniques that require checking and manual interventions and this activity takes place overnight where we only when the railway's shut and that railway is only shut for three or four hours we don't have a lot of time we need to be much more efficient in the way we do that now we've already identified that a lot of London Underground is actually overground, so we can actually utilize these satellites that are up in the sky and use GPS coordinates to actually locate where our assets need to go. This is a, it's an innovative idea, but we, we need help to actually manage all this data that will come from, from this idea that we're, we're, we're challenging uh, these companies with. And it, is, it's a, it goes along the lines that we have a baseline look at the railway, uh, we're also going to put loads of assets onto that railway managing all that data and then using that data successfully to then locate our assets is the challenge when you say assets
0: um, can you just clarify so, so
4: so assets include signals um what's known as transponder tags which um are used to for the train to locate itself in a in a in a communication-based train control system there's um signs there's also wi-fi hotspots um Every, every few hundred meters there's a, there's a Wi-Fi to allow the trains to communicate with the wayside because... The, the communication with the traditional methods of using red and green signals has been removed now. This, isn't, this is not the way railway signaling is done in the future and how you increase capacity of your existing infrastructure. It's all communication based and, uh, and, and trains are driven automatically without the need of a driver's intervention.
0: So the winner of this pitch could legitimately be seen to be improving the way the, the London Underground runs in the future?
4: It's more actually along the lines of implementing this project So when we need to improve, include uh, additional infrastructure onto the existing railway, this is where the improvement really lies. We will have... Better understanding of the data, or uh, sorry, better understanding of the environment that the, the the assets are going into, and it's at that implementation and installation phase where we really will see the benefits.
0: As far as Thales is concerned, it's a question I asked the other gentleman. It's uh, it, you're a very large company, very substantial, and you're you're reaching down into SME land uh, to look for a solution which some might say could be already extant in. In uh, you know, data companies, digital companies of much larger stature, why are you getting involved in this?
4: Why not having a small organisation look at this with a with a fresh perspective than a large organisation? I think can have lots of benefits for 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 both parties. Um, taking it to uh, another um, um, industry or another arena where they've not looked at this before, where we are sort of nose down to the grindstone, getting things done. It sometimes needs someone with a fresh outlook and come from a different perspective to see our see our problem and identify the issues that we need to address in a in a innovative way because that's the, that's the way forward for what we need to do
0: well i see the other guys nodding in agreement with you there thank you all very much indeed uh, steve gladhill from boc ed brining from rs components and daniel watson from talers and of course steve wood thank you very much to you as well